And the Golden Globe goes to... Guillermo del Toro. This is Guillermo del Toro's first win and second nomination. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was hoping to wipe my nose with this. <laughs> uh, since childhood, I've been faithful to monsters. I have been saved and absolved by them. Because monsters, I believe, are patron saints of our blissful imperfection. And they allow and embody the possibility of failing and live. For 25 years, I have handcrafted very strange little tales made of motion, color, light and shadow. And in many of these instances, in three precise instances, these strange stories, these fables have saved my life. Once with Devil's Backbone, once with Pan's Labyrinth, and now with Shape of Water. Because as directors, these things are not just the entries in a filmography. We have made a, a deal with a particularly inefficient devil that trades three years of our lives for one entry on IMDb. <laughs> and these things are biography, and they are life. And uh, I want to thank the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, Fox Searchlight, and I wouldn't be here. Uh, lower the music, guys, one second. Uh, it's taken 25 years. Give me a minute. <laughs> Give me a minute. I wouldn't be here without my cast, my crew, and I want to mention a few fantastic women sitting at this table. Sharon, Nancy, Octavia, Sally, Kimmy, and Vanessa, without whom I wouldn't be here. I thank you. My monsters thank you. And somewhere, Lon Chaney is smiling upon all of us. Thank you very much. everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Filmotomy podcast. Tonight I am joined by Matt St. Clair. Say hello. Hey everybody. And Joel Melendez who's back uh, after being gone for a while because of the hurricane that occurred uh, in August, right? Uh, uh, late September. Oh, late September. September. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, welcome guys. 
So thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for Glad being on be here. Back. Yeah, good <laughs> to have you back. So yeah. uh, we just got done watching the Golden Globes, as I'm sure many, many of you did out there. And we're just going to share our reactions to some of the major winners and losers and everything. Although there are no losers. There are only people that didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> as they say, it's just, just being nominated is an honor. Uh, All right, so lots happened tonight. Uh, let's start with talking about the what did we think of the host? What did we think? Yeah, Seth Myers. Seth Myers. Yeah, Seth Myers. What did you guys think of Seth Myers? It was fine. It was okay. Like I couldn't hear him in the in the monologue. So yeah, he's he was okay. Yeah, I I thought it was a little. He was trying too hard. He reminded me a little bit of um, the Oscar ceremony with... Uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Thank you. Yes, yes. It seemed almost like it was too scripted. Okay. Well, I, and I felt like he was largely absent outside of his monologue anyhow, so... Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I don't mind that so much. Because, like, if, if a... I mean, really, if you think about it, all a host is there to do is just... Let them talk into the microphone, say a few comments, and then leave, right? So, I mean, yeah. he was okay. He basically did his job. I just miss Amy, Amy Poehler. Oh, and, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I know. They're yeah. so, so much better. And Tina Fey, they were the best, really. I, I miss them so much there. All right, so what, let's let's start with the smaller ones and then build up. So, okay, so yeah, yeah, sure. for original screenplay, we we had three billboards. No, it was just screenplay, wasn't it? Yeah, screenplay. Straight screenplay. Uh, so the winner was three billboards. Um, now, I was very happy to see that. Uh, what was you guys' reaction? Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it should have been Greta Gerwig with Lady Bird. She 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 has by far the best read of the year. So uh, yeah, I, I was I was not surprised because um, I saw coming the the HFPA love for free billboards, but I didn't expect them to give that award to them uh, to exactly to free billboards. I thought they were going with Lady Bird anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, really surprised by this. I mean, I, I thought it was Greta's to win as well. And even though I haven't seen the movie yet, uh, I'm here's my thing. I'm, I'm really hoping that once the Oscar nominations come out, that it'll re-expand. And that come February, I'll have a much better chance of seeing it. Mm, I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, if not, like, then I will definitely blind buy it once it comes to iTunes and Blu-ray. But, yeah, having seen three billboards, like, I really like that one. And I know, Joel, you and I were talking earlier about, you know, what kind of screenplay it was. And uh, for me, the ambiguity at the end works, even if, like, some of it is a little unearned and contrived. Um, All right, so let's move on then to... Do we want to talk TV or do we want to just stick to the films? Stick to films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stick to, stick yeah. to films. Okay, yeah, I'm, I, I'm perfectly decided, fine with that. I decided not to predict TVs and TV awards anymore since last year because there's there's always... Uh, it's, it's really difficult 
I, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me just ask you, let's just talk about one category, and that is um, the Big Little Lies win in Best Miniseries or TV Film. I personally think that was deserving because Jean-Marc Vallée and company, like, they all did such a fantastic job with that one. Yeah, yeah that was. Mm-hmm. Go on, mm-hmm. Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Big Little Lies. I think it was... Uh... I think I think it deserves all the awards, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, and then my thing is as well, like it's we got this trend of like these movie directors now getting into TV, and it yeah. You know, like, so like Andrea and Arnold, she's going to be doing season two of Big Little Lies. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I I just figured it was Jean Marc Valley again. Nope. Oh, oh, that's exciting! Uh, Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm hope I'm hoping that because her her husband is a uh, is a producer on the show, I'm hoping that he gave, he gives Michelle Pfeiffer for a good role. Yeah, what was with they kept showing her? Is like, does she have something to do with it? No, she's she's married to the hus to the she's married to the co creator of the show. Okay, David E. Kelly. Okay. Wow. I, I, I did. Yeah, I missed that completely. <laughs> I just thought she looked kind of like um, I should have been on that show. You, you know, cast me instead. Yeah. They should get on that. All right. Well, let's move on to um, James Franco's win in Best Actor, Musical, or Comedy for The Disaster Artist. Uh, what did you, you guys think of that? I wanted Daniel Kaluuya, even if it's not exactly a comedic performance. But there were... He was good. I thought there were there were far worse wins tonight but, than that. But yeah, yeah. I, I wish that in this one. I wanted Daniel Kaluuya to, to win, even though... Uh, you know, he, his performance is not comedic at all. But James Franco winning, I, I don't mind at all. I, I thought he he gave one of the best performances of the year. Uh, he immersed himself into, into Tommy Wiseau. So, yeah, I, I'm glad he won. And we, we, we get to watch Tommy Wiseau in the, in the, oh, my God, in front of everyone in the Golden Globes. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about he, talk about how he he make movie. <laughs> he make, he make, let's, let's do it. Let's make movie. Did you guys think like? Didn't it seem like for a second there, Tommy Wiseau was gonna try and steal the microphone away? He yeah, was. He, <laughs> yeah, he was. He was gonna. He's gonna pull Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> like, you're, you're James. I happy for you. I let you finish. But the room is best bad movie of all time. <laughs> best bad movie of all time. <laughs> now you remind me of that, that guy, that contestant on. Um, American Idol. She bang, she bang. William William Hung. William Hung. <laughs> no, that was my my really bad Tommy Wiseau impression. <laughs> He's probably a better actor than I am. 
Nah. Um. The, 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 anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. I. I like James Franco. I agree with you guys. Daniel Kaluuya gave oh, just a phenomenal performance in Get Out. I. I, it, I. Yeah. It's basically a dramatic performance. I agree with that. Although I do think there are slight elements that you can say, well, it's kind of comedic if you think about sort of like the undertones of the film and, you know, what's kind of going on on the surface with the whole idea of, to a lot of people, this is actually kind of funny, you know, because it's so uncomfortable and people just want to laugh with that. But, yeah, um, I mean, did you guys think Kaluuya was going to win, or did, did you figure it was Franco all along? I figured it was Franco. No, I for a moment thought that Kaluuya was going to pull it in the end, so... Okay, yeah. yeah. I predicted him to win. Alright, so now that Franco has won, and now that Gary Oldman has won, do we think yeah. that Franco has any chance for the Oscars? Well... Well, James Franco, the thing is, Hollywood, they love movies about show business. And he's an actor playing an actor in a film about movies. And as for Gary Oldman, he's playing Winston Churchill, and he's got the overdue thing going for him, but I... I don't think Gary Oldman is has. I mean, he could be a front runner, but a soft front runner just because of. I think the fact that he's a political conser- conservative could could come back to could uh, resurface on that campaign trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I honestly was shocked that Gary Oldman won because I was predicting um, Timothy Tim- Chalamet. Oh me. I was so sure that it would be Timothy Chalamet just because of Gary Gary Oldman has had a rocky history with the Golden Globes. Yeah, I even remember like what a Matt Neglia they were just talking about on Next Best Picture about Gary Oldman had even shrugged off the uh, Golden Globes uh, some time ago and uh, basically called them frauds and whatnot. So that was really really cool to see him get up there and then he I thank you them. Yeah, I was like, is he actually going to thank them? You know, is he going to... And he he did. Yeah, and he said it with a straight face, too. Look, he didn't smirk at all. Mm. Maybe that's just how Uh. good of an actor he is. (laughs) Uh, I I think if he does win, it's going to be one of the... As I tweeted, I think it's going to be one of those one of those career wins where an overdue actor wins simply because it's, it's just simply because it's their turn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now Matt, yeah. are, you, are you saying that, uh, are you, are you like now that he's got the, uh, the golden globe, although we don't know yet what the SAG members are going to do, but that now it's basically Gary Oldman is in command for the Oscar. Oh, of course. Yeah. Although call me call me by your name could perform better on nominee in terms of nominations than Darkest Hour would. Oh, I think so too. Because yeah. call me by your name is on track to get nominated for Best Picture, but but Darkest Hour might be just makeup actor and that's it. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think um, the in, in the case of James Franco's win, I think it solidified his potential to get that fifth spot that we're asking in in, in the best actor race because we don't know if it's gonna be or Tom Hanks for the post or Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel or him for um, for the disaster uh, artist. I think that that win today uh, gave him uh, front runner status for that fifth spot, if anything. Because I, I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to get in uh, because Get Out uh, is having a lot of support. It's winning the things that it, sh- it, it should be winning. And, yeah, the other three candidates are solid up, up there, which are uh, Gary Oldman, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Timothy Salamet. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think sh- I agree. I think Chalamet, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Gary Oldman are safe. And then it's Daniel Kaluuya and probably James Franco. Uh, if any, if anyone's going to be a spoiler, I'll probably be Hanks, Washington, or and maybe this maybe this is false hope, but Jake Gyllenhaal for Stronger. Oh, oh I, man. He was I wish that could happen. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that so much. I don't know why that's getting so ignored, because it was really good. He was really good. Yeah. And yeah. Tatiana Maslany, too, was really good in the in the movie. Love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and poor Tom Hanks. I mean, like, what does the guy have to do now to get an Oscar nomination? <laughs> well, he's, well, thankfully, he's only, he's got two. Yeah. But, but he's, yeah. he has... He hasn't been nominated since Castaway. Which Damn. is crazy, because that was 18 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yet Meryl Streep has had, like, 40 nominations since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. very true. The most overrated actress of all time. No, don't say <laughs> that. Come don't on. Don't say that. <laughs> no, I, remember that's what Jimmy Kimmel said? Yeah, I know, I know. And Donald Trump said it too. So, so, oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that guy, Donald Trump can. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So then, let's move over to the actresses. So, um, in um, okay, for where where are we? At? Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait. We still got to talk quickly about um. Um, Sam Rockwell winning for three billboards. Yeah. Well, that that win has has already drummed up a a backlash. Yeah. I, yeah. Do you so, think that, because no? Go ahead. Because people, I think, because people are uncomfortable with the film, with the with the the idea of uh, an actor being rewarded for playing a racist cop that eventually is, re- is redeemed. Mm-hmm. That the film tries to redeem. Yeah, but I think that's that's not his fault. He's doing his job, you know. He's giving a performance, and I believe every part of his performance in my case. Uh, yeah, it's controversial what happens to his character, uh, although I have a case with where I can defend why that happens to him. But... Uh, 
leaving that apart, I think Rocco gave uh, one of the best supporting performances of the year. Although, I would love to see Willem Dafoe winning because he also gave one of the best performances. So, either of him winning, I really don't mind because they both deserve it very much. It's much like last year, uh, Casey Affleck and Denzel Washington for Best Actor. Of course, in this case, it was a real-life situation with, which uh, affected the, the win because we all know what Casey Affleck did in his past and that he hasn't been able to accept what he did. So, yeah, that, that still hurts, even though he did give one of the best performances. But I would have preferred Washington winning because, you know, of, of the personal past of Casey Affleck. In this case, it's a character who has the problems, which is, you know, it's not the actor's fault. The actor oh, gave no. a performance, and, it was, and it, it was great for me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I do agree with that Rockwell, the actor shouldn't have to be punished. I think if any, but he should be punished, I think it's the, anybody should be punished, it's the writer for trying, for attempting to redeem such a vile character. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, it was interesting, because I, I just keep trying to put myself in the mind of Martin McDonough. And where he was coming from when he was writing this. Now, from what I remember, heard that he actually wrote this several years ago. And um, it's just odd timing that it happened to come out now in this political climate. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think he was writing it from a perspective of, you know, he what he's he's Irish or Scottish. And so Irish. Irish. Okay, so he doesn't you know, he's not in America on a daily basis. And so mm-hmm. I think he's trying to write it from a perspective of, well, what do I think it would be like to live in middle America in a small town specifically where, you know, a lot of these preconceived notions of how people are, how they act, how they talk to each other, um, you know, how they just are on a daily basis. Now it, it it is interesting, though, that he chose Missouri over something like, say, like West Virginia or, you know, Idaho or anywhere else in America. He should have not chose any city in America or any state. That's, I think he would have a better uh, reception of the movie if he hadn't named it Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Missouri in particular, because I don't know if Ebbing is really... A city in, in Missouri because I don't know not. Missouri I, geography. It doesn't actually <laughs> exist. Well, that's that. Okay. That's the yeah. That's the thing I was gonna I was gonna try and make note of is that it's like when you're watching it, you can tell that this this is not a real place, and these people are not realistic fully. That it it is coming off as sort of like fantastical because I mean the because if people really did treat each other this way, it would be despicable. <laughs> oh my god that's awful <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, that's no it, it's also the, the the category that the movie is you know it's it's a dark it's a very dark comedy uh yeah so it's it's not for everyone because not not dark comedies are very difficult to grasp because 
you have to you have to be very careful what to take as real and what is exaggeration what what is supposed to see it's oh, so many things man and i think that's a problem with the movie and and the people's reception in general that they're taking it they're taking it too seriously and i think yeah it has its flaws because it's not a perfect movie i didn't even love it but i think people are hating hating it hating it for for more than what it is so yeah so yeah that that that's why i tend to defend it on twitter because i think the hated the hating is getting it's kind of unfair even though i didn't love it that much mm-hmm. well i mean it's like any i mean like oh like, you know for instance an actor performs badly in real life they're in a film what do you do do you cast aside the film and all, and all the hard work that everybody else did on the film or do you do you say well i'm not going to let one person ruin it like for instance uh, Kevin Spacey in Baby Driver. I love Baby Aww. Driver. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that Kevin Spacey's in it. You know. I roll my eyes every time he appears in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck you, man. Yeah. He used, I, I, true story, he used to be one of my favorite actors. So, like, when I began watching uh, movies extensively in tw- back in 2012, he, he became one of my favorites instantly. But then this shithole happens, and it's like, fuck you, really. I don't want you in my life anymore. But then I, he's, he appears in movies I love, so yeah. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to punish Edgar Wright or uh, Ansel Elgort or, you know, any Lily of the... Lily James. Lily James, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I, yeah. It's the Catch-22. Same with same with something like Manchester by the Sea and Casey Affleck. Yeah. Um, man. <laughs> well, let's talk I hate about man. yeah. Let's talk about a, a, um, a winner that uh, I don't think anybody can deny is really deserving, um, and that would be, of course, Guillermo del Toro winning Best Director. Yes, I love that one. Um. Now. I love- I, Again, another film that I have not seen. Oh, my God. I feel I am the worst movie watcher right now because I have missed out on some of these major, major films that are right now the most important. I have not seen Lady Bird. I have not seen The Shape of Water. I have not seen Call Me By Her Name yet. And I hate myself. But that won't stop me from at least having a discussion about them like we're having right now. So I will let you guys talk about The Shape of Water. Um. But I, I can say, at least from the perspective of, I have really, really liked Guillermo del Toro's past films. Um, and I think that he just is a very nice guy. You know, you can tell, like, he just loves making films. And he, he definitely came off very genuine tonight, very accepting and happy. And I just love seeing that. So I will turn it to you guys. What are your, what are your thoughts on Guillermo winning tonight? I fucking loved it. You can't keep going, Matt, because I... <laughs> Sorry. Because... I hit in Puerto Rico, so, so don't worry. You, you, you have the microphone all for yourself. <laughs> I, I, 
well, I felt so. I think uh, between the no- the four nominees that I have seen, because I still haven't seen the post, I think he his directing was the best of the bunch, and and it's nice that he could finally be a. It's nice that he could be on track to finally win the best director Oscar that I think he should have won for Pan's Labyrinth. Which oh he yes. For. Oh, I, I I I love this. And I thought it, I thought it was nice how he tried to fight, tried to fight off the orchestra when I tried playing a pop. Yeah, that that was great. He's like, it took me so long to get up here. I'm gonna give my speech now. So. <laughs> yeah, like like when a Taraji P Henson won her Golden Globe a few years ago, they they tried playing her off, and she was like, please, please rap. Wait a minute, I waited twenty years for this. You gonna wait? <laughs> exactly. I remember. <laughs> what was that win for? I don't even. I'm. I'm blanking. I'm it was for Empire. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the first yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Guillermo. I mean, God, like he. I mean, when you think about, it, like, he's been around since I think what 1993. Three? Yeah, nineteen early nineties. I think her his first film was Kronos. I think I don't know. I, I can't confirm that. I, sorry. That, I think no. That sounds about right because it was the. It was, I think his first three was Kronos, and then um, Mimic. Yeah, and then, mimic, the, then then the Devil's Backbone. Yeah, then Hell, then the Hellboy, then Blade Two, Blade Two. Yeah, yeah, and then, then Hellboy Hell then. Yeah. Then Pan's Labyrinth, then the Hellboy sequel, then... Yep. Then Pacific Rim. Yep, then Crimson Peak. Which I tried watching Crimson Peak. I got about halfway through and I quit. I'm like, I, I the, the, the the film is beautiful to look at, but had absolutely no story. I... I which one, Pacific Rim? Um, uh, Crimson Peak. I think I thought it was I thought it was mismarketed to say the least. Yeah, because they made it seem like a ghost story, but it was more of a gothic romance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so to me that was the first of of his films, and that's the only one that I just didn't care for because everything else is brilliant. I even really mm-hmm. like Blade Two, believe it or not. Mm. Back when um, um, what's his name um. Wesley Snipes was relevant. Yeah. Ah, Wesley. I miss him, though. He's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the ladies. So, starting oh, sure. with uh, supporting actress, the win for Allison Janney. I was shocked. I, I really thought that Laurie Metcalf was winning this. So, oh, I didn't. Oh, you, 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 you were predicting Allison Janney? Yeah, I figured that this. I figured that the Globes are trying to make this into an actual race because, I mean, Laurie Metcalf has been gaining critical momentum over Al- over Allison Janney, but I think, but because uh, I Allison Janney seems like the best place for the Globes to reward Itania, and the Globes do like to spread the wealth. I, I figured this, the Allison Janney would have an easy time taking this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's a good reasoning. I like that, because you're right. I mean, it definitely um, makes it more competitive. 
And it's yeah. boring to see the same person win all the time. I mean, just look yeah. at a couple years ago with Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was predicting Laurie Metcalf because I thought that Margot Robbie was going to win Best Actress Comedy Musical. So, uh, like, if I thought they were spreading the wealth in the comedy categories, oh, sorry, um, in the acting categories, then I thought, well, maybe they're going to give uh, Lady Bird Supporting Actress and I told, yeah, Best Actress. So, yeah, but it was the other way around. So, uh-huh. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I mean, I could see that because, uh, you know, Margot Robbie, I mean, she's she's definitely uh, blowing up right now. And, uh, um, yeah, so... For me, well, getting back to Alice and Jenny for a second. So, like, I've liked her in a lot of her past work. You know, like, she was great, for instance, in Juno. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so she's she's always got goodwill with me, and I cannot wait to see I, Tanya. And so I am I was happy about this. Um, plus, she, to me, I don't know, maybe this is just weird saying, but, like, Alice and Jenny seems more of a, of a movie actress than Laurie Metcalf. Maybe oh, well, she is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, because, I mean, what, Laurie Metcalf is still primarily known for TV, right? TV yeah. and theater. theater. Yeah. Oh, and She's theater. She's a great okay. theater actress, yes. Yeah. Although it's it's uh, nice to see both of them because, I mean, they're two actresses that haven't gotten a lot of attention lately. So. And, right. and, and, and I'm in awe with, with the love that Laurie Metcalf is, is getting because... Uh, I didn't know about her before, uh, I think it was in 2016 that uh, and a, a well-known red-haired comedic uh, did a series with uh, Steve Buscemi that she was, uh, she was one of the main characters in one of the episodes and she had a very long monologue that Oh my God! I was I love I loved it, loved it, loved it. And after that, I decided to look more from her, and I discovered she had such an amazing career in theater and in TV. Uh, and to see her winning uh, in an area that she's not famous for in, in movie in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me so so happy, and and she, she looks like the best person ever too. So yeah, I, I couldn't be happier for for her to be enjoying this and and getting all the accolades she she can. So. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, of course, um, Saoirse Ronan won for best actress Sir. in musical or comedy. Search. <laughs> So happy. You know, wouldn't it be funny if, like, if she wins the Oscar and, like, the presenter is, like, and the and the Oscar goes to Lady Bird because that's her oh nickname. My. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she gets up there and she's like, no, it's 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 Saoirse. <laughs> I, I, I named myself Saoirse from me by me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all backwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I that mean, seems this, like a good win there. Yeah, yeah. This this actress race is getting heated so much. 
Like, uh, we can't count out uh, Margot Robbie yet. And Francis McDormand won two today. So, yeah. and Sally Hawkins is still a favorite because The Shape of Water is, is supposed to be uh, one of the one of four front runners to win this picture. So, this is a hell of a race, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, good for good for Saoirse Ronan, because, like, I've liked her for a while now. I mean, she was great going back to Atonement, then she was great in three and uh, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel, and then, of course, in Brooklyn, she gave a career performance. Yeah, I'm going to pretend she's winning for Brooklyn, because I love her so much in that film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's funny that someone so young has already achieved so much. That's yeah. why you that, that's what happened when you got a, a great agent. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because what is she like twenty one, twenty two right now? Twenty twenty two. Or twenty twenty three. I think exactly. I think she's my age because I'm twenty three too. Hmm. We yeah. should meet. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, oh yeah, okay, she's almost 24, because she was born, I'm looking at IMDb now, she's born in April 1994. April, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so then, of course, Frances McDormand won, and I thought, I really thought that um, Sally Hawkins was taking this. Oh, I was, I was so sure. About which one? I was so sure that Sally Hawkins would win this. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's the Globes thing. It just seems like, you know, if they really like the shape of water, they're going to like Sally Hawkins. But then, I mean, as we saw tonight, they kind of liked both. I mean, three billboards. Do you think three billboards overachieved? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I was was laughing. I was laughing out loud in Twitter because I was seeing all these people melting like, oh my God, free billboards. <laughs> I was like here. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, my favorite of, of the bunch of the, of the drama category, my favorite was Call Me By Your Name because it's, it's my number one film. Uh, but <laughs> but seeing the people so mad and like oh fuck billboards ah, rah, rah, it was it was funny so so yeah I, <laughs> I, I joined the fun and was bullying some of my favorite uh, pundits you know uh, like um, uh, some folks of award circuit uh, yeah uh, <laughs> it was fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, what did you guys think of, um, Frances McDormand's reaction and, and their, and her speech and everything? Hmm. She might have been a little, a little surprised that she won. Yeah, I, there was something off about it. I couldn't tell if she was still in character, maybe, or if, yeah, or if she just didn't think she was going to win. So she was really, really surprised. Yeah, because she's never won a Golden Globe before, and I've—I remember I've read quotes from her where she's said how she's not very fond of this whole, fond of this whole dog and pony show. Yeah, yeah, she never like um, goes out and in campaigns. I don't think. 
Yeah, she's she's not she's not a charmer, and that's what the that's what HFPA likes. They like people. They love charmers. <laughs> yeah, although I, maybe Sally Hawkins lost partly because she's not much of a campaigner either. Well, apparently, she, I read an article from the Film Experience saying how the reason she has she hasn't been campaigning is because there's a limit to how much she can. Because apparently, she has some kind of autoimmune disease. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Just to do it at her own pace. Okay. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Didn't but know Francis, that. But Francis McDormand normally just couldn't care less. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you, if you captured that when, oh, my God, who, who was it? Uh, I think that when they were presenting the movie, Free Billboards, uh, they put the camera towards Frances McDormand, and she's like, get out of here, like, to the cameraman. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. someone noticed that. Uh, that. You oh, noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she, was, she wanted them to focus on Sam Rockwell. Oh, right, it was in the Sam Rockwell world. Yeah, 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 now I remember. But I, I found that really funny because it's like, hey, get the fuck out. Shoo. <laughs> well, was she cursing a lot? I couldn't tell because, like, at least for us, like, they kept having audio, like, blanks where, like, I couldn't hear the TV. And I thought, are they bleeping her or what are they doing? Or is that just a problem with NBC? Did you have the it's, same issue? Yeah, I think they bleep or beep. I don't know how, how's the word. Uh, fought, fought searchlight because they fought. They she said fuck. Okay. And the other oh, no. word was, <laughs> I think the other word was tectonical shift, which yeah. I think they yeah I don't know why maybe for tectonics or shift for okay. shift. Yeah. So, yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> it, it seemed like they were playing it too safe because I'm like, wait, I they, she kept going in and out. I'm like, I can't hear her. What does she say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I I turned to Julia and I'm like, I think we're gonna have to read like the transcript. <laughs> yeah. So, same happened to Aziz Ansari. I think he said something really long that was. Oh yeah. Of course, yeah, that seemed to go on for like ten seconds. Mhm. Yeah. What was? I was worried it was my 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 transmission of the of the event, but yeah, uh, it it was something that happened nationally. So yeah, I I I love this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's move to the last two major categories. So let's talk about the drama first. We already talked some about three billboards winning. Um. So. <sighs> Obviously, I don't think you guys necessarily agree with that as the winner. Um, I know you both no. loved to have seen Call Me By Your Name. Yes. Um, so if if there if neither one had won, and it just came down to Dunkirk, The Post, or The Shape of Water, which one would you have preferred? The Shape of Water. I haven't seen The Shape of Water, so between Dunkirk and... We watched the other one, sorry? The Post. The Post. I haven't seen the post either, so Dunkirk. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, I'm right there. I think Dunkirk... You know, here's the funny thing about Dunkirk. I feel like this is the best film 
that's not going to get any awards. Uh, which, uh, repeat that, sorry. I distracted myself. Oh, sure. Dunkirk? Mm-hmm. I feel like what, what Dunkirk... I mean, like, Dunkirk is a masterpiece. And I feel like this movie is might not win a single Oscar. Oh, you're... I'm sorry, Alpha. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it has a great chance in in the sound categories, uh, at least sound editing, sound mixing. Not so much because, like, movies in his, in his past, Christopher Nolan has always trouble when he he uh, he asks to mix uh, the sounds of the score and the dialogue. Uh, it, it it was difficult to to hear what. Uh, Tom Hardy or his friend was saying because of this loud score uh, in that in that uh, aviation's part. Uh, so yeah, I don't think sound mixing might be a win, but sound editing it's it, it's going to contend. It's it's going to try to win there. And also, don't forget the score by Hans Zimmer, which is very good. And Hoyt Van Hoytema can can defeat Roger Dickens because Roger Dickens is not on a short wing yet. Although, you know, here's the thing about that. I mean, I would love to see Roger Deakins. I just I just want Roger Deakins to win um, because he's fucking Roger Deakins, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I love the look of Dunkirk, but I keep feeling like neither are going to win, and it's the, the cinematography is going to go to the shape of water. That can happen, would, too. I'd love that. <laughs> I want to see it so bad right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad that Emmanuel Lubezki is not in this conversation. <laughs> he's he's on vacation, living alone. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's already yeah. earned his his right to to not have to do any work for the time being. Yeah, I mean he he only won like three Oscars in a row. Yeah, everyone does that, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's um, let's talk then. Last major category about best motion picture, musical, or comedy, because everybody knows that this year really that's the major one anyway. Because this race between Lady Bird and Get Out, and to some degree, I Tanya, um, I I know Lady Bird won tonight, and I'm very happy for it. But what do you think? Like, okay. Are Get Out and Lady Bird going to be the two major contenders for Best Picture, or do you think you still see like The Shape of Water or even like Three Billboards saying, "No, no, wait, hold up"? Mm. Oh, I think Lady Bird is. Lady Bird might be out in front because it mm-hmm. won the Golden. I mean, Three Billboards did win the Globe for Best Drama, but. But I was, but I, but I feel like it. Three billboards, because of how divisive it is, it's not going to do well on the preferential ballot. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, also, yeah. and I also just uh, recently read a tweet from Mark Harris saying how three billboards winning is a very Globes thing to do because it's a very. This is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association honoring a film that is about America from an outsider's point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, okay. that's probably why it performed better than Get Out, which is a film about American racism from a more American point of view. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's got a good point there. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, right now, I think it's a four-headed race. Like I can see either Lady Bird get out, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards uh, winning Best Picture. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, uh, I have been um, five years since I began uh, trying to predict who's gonna win the Oscars, whatever. Uh, I'm relatively new at this, and, and ha- I have never seen such a competitive race for best picture this late into the season because uh, most critics have given their awards. Uh, Gales are giving nominations right now, and and we still we still don't have a, a clear favorite, which was the usual uh, at this time of the year. Uh, these oh. past uh, four years, you know, we we usually have two that are going to win. Last year was La La Land versus Moonlight. Uh, this year is easily four movies, you know. So yeah, I think one reason that that we don't have a front runner is because after what happened with La La Land, I don't think anybody wants to be the front runner. Yeah. I have heard that in, in, in the circuit. It's true. You know, after what happened to La La Land, that was the surely winner at the end. And, you know, Moonlight won, which for me, I didn't have any problem with that. It was my favorite film of the year. But at the same time, I was predicting La La Land because it was, it was the short thing. You know, uh, everyone thought it was going to be La La Land. And, but, yeah, that you have a point there that uh, getting the favorite status might hurt you in the end. Well, although the one the one good thing that happened tonight that didn't happen last year is remember, like La Land won like what seven Golden Globes last year. Yeah, it was a record. Yeah, broke the record, and then like there was the backlash immediately. Mm-hmm. Just like just like with three billboards, it won. The most Golden Globes, and already <laughs> there's an immense backlash towards it. But I think the real Billboard's backlash began like in December 15 or something like that. Because, <laughs> but I, but I do, I do, I do have this feeling that the reason that Three Billboards is drumming up the backlash is not necessarily because it was labeled once labeled a front runner, but because I think people have problems with the way it, the way that it mishandles. The issues of race and sexual assault. Yeah, that that's that's. And it and it's also yeah. co- com- competing the same here as Get Out, which is a, which handles which is the a topic. better feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better and mm-hmm. and handles racism in a more, in a, in a matter of fact yet innovative way. Mm-hmm. And more effective to to the cost, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I have to agree with that. Uh, although it's debatable, like, well, I, ha- I had to watch Reveal for a second because I didn't, when I watched it first, I, I didn't have any issues with the, uh, with the management of racism and, and, and abuse because I, since I knew it was a dark comedy, I know some things. Uh, I wasn't going to take it too seriously, you know. But now that I have seen so many people uh, um, complain about it, 
then I had to check it out, you know, uh, to see what I missed because I'm human, you know. I, I, and if you watch the, the film one time, you're going to get one thing. You watch it, watch it a second time, you get another. So, yeah, I had to do that before creating a better judgment about um, three billboards. Although I do... Uh, how do I say... I do like some of the things they did uh, with with the reference of um, of violence. You know how they use it to to explain how monstrous these people are because they, they're very unlikable characters. From uh, Sam Rockwell, who is the worst of them, to Frances McDormand, even because you know she she tried to kill someone, anyways. You know, and right. and how she. Uh, kick those kids in the nuts in in the school. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I know I know it's used for laughing matter, but at the same time you 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 ask yourself like, oh my god, is this okay? If, I know it's violence is not okay, but oh my god, this is awful. <laughs> you know it's, how they use it. I think they use it okay, but I will give it another shot to to see what the people are are saying. You know. Uh, So, so I can understand better. But, but, but for me, the first time I watched it, I, I didn't have any issues with it. My issues with free billboards, though, are that they under uh, they didn't brought well the female roles besides Frances McDormand's uh, character. I think women were underutilized in this film, uh, and the ending. Even though I'll like it and explain to me his theory of why it works, I, for me it didn't. So yeah, that that that's why I didn't love the film at all because it, those things uh, got to me and I was like, eh, should have been better, you know. Yeah. Right. And I think also another thing to keep in mind is that the Golden Globes, the winners for Best Picture at the Golden Globes don't always overlap with Best Picture at the Oscars. So before, I mean, well, people are going to be ups, are already upset over three billboards winning. The Oscars aren't until March. Ever, the race is far from over. Mm-hmm. We're going to see, and remember that the, the voters in the HFPA are journalists. They don't overlap with the Academy, so. Yeah, they're we're closer gonna, gonna, to what, like the uh, online film critics and the uh, Critics' Choice members, right? I believe so. As yeah. opposed to, like, the Guild members, those... Like, for right. instance, those who are, um, you know, like, part of the Producers' Guild or the Screen Actors' Guild. Right. Right. Once they start announcing their winners, I think that is where we'll have a better idea of what is what lies ahead on in the beginning of March. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, so one thing I thought I would uh, fit in for us, um, since I have you guys here, is because the Critics' Choice Awards are on Thursday night, why don't we at least predict uh, what we think is going to win for their best picture? So I'll just read the nominees real quick here. So we they have The Big Six, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Florida Project, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, what say you guys? What's going to win uh, the Critics' Choice? Get out. Lady Bird. 
I'm going to say who? Uh, the Shape of Water. <laughs> this is uh, going to be fun. <laughs> well, it does. It does have the most nominations. Uh, that's true. Yeah. What are that? Fourteen nominations. Yeah. Even though part of that is because of all the text. The text. Yeah. That was. That was. I'm going to say that Lady Bird and Get Out doesn't have that much of text to be nominated for. Especially Ladybird, so yeah. so yeah. Well, I just think because Get Out has the most Best Picture awards from the critics, I think that's what has me believing that it could prevail here. Oh yeah, that's a good that's point. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know where else outside of Best Picture it's going to perform. Maybe Best Original Screenplay. No, that's that's definitely going to win. He has won a lot of, of critical uh, uh, screenplay awards, so so yeah. And Jordan, Jordan Peele, I, we know, is going to win Best First Time Director at DGI. He better. Yeah. So it's going to be, I can't imagine it going to anybody else. Yeah, it, what's interesting um, is just the fact that 2017, we actually saw like, three major films of first-time directors, because, you know, Jordan Peele came out with Get Out, then we had Taylor Sheridan with Wind River, and then just last night I saw Molly's Game from Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. may I ask, D. Reese is a first-time director? No. Oh, no. She did Pariah. No? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, then I should see that one, because I love Matt Baum. I love it, love it, love oh, it. I want to see more of it. So good. Yes. Oh my God. I, I'm Ugh. so mad that it doesn't have well, the love it should be getting from well, awards. <laughs> well, it's because of Hollywood's grudge against Netflix. Oh my God. But I love it so much. I, and I, I wish it, it could win more. Uh, well, besides song and supporting actress. Uh, Cinematography, editing, the whole cast was perfect. Carrie Mulligan, uh, Bob Garrett Hedlund, uh, oh my God, the guy yeah. from... Uh, Jason Mitchell. Jason Mitchell, thank you so much. Everyone was really good in that movie, and it's, it's a crime. It's not getting the love it deserves. Yeah, but, but just remember, even if award, awards bodies repeatedly ignore a film that you love... The film that you love is still one of the best films of the year in your eyes, you know? Yes, yes, it will be. It will be my yeah. top ten, definitely. Top five, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just trying. Because uh, award season tends to be built around, you know, praising one film and tearing down another and getting up in arms whenever one, mm-hmm. whenever the Golden Globes shut out a film that you love. I'm just, I just want to be a voice of reason throughout this whole thing. Right. Yeah. yeah I take the awards more like, like a game, you know, like a game of predicting. So mm-hmm. I'm having fun with this. Yeah, it's like I a strategy. Times. I get that I mean, it's fun. But I, I, I like to have fun with, with it anyways. Yeah, I mean, I like to have fun with it too. I just, I just don't like to take it too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, is there anything else you guys wanted to, to say here? or Or do you think we should wrap it up? I'm good. I'm good, too. Um, by the way, congratulations. Um, I saw your Facebook uh, post uh, from 
about maybe about a week ago now about uh, you were accepted into one of those like major critics groups or something. The the online film and television association. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think it's time to hang up now. So I guess I will say good night to you both. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night. Good night. to